What is up, everybody? Welcome to Shooting the Sith, Episode 2. I am very, very happy that you are joining us on this wonderful Thursday evening. On the eve of one of the greatest days in Star Wars history, that is the debut of the book of Boba Fett, which all we've all been waiting for, not just for months, not just for years, probably about 40 years we've been waiting for this show to come out. I am Mr. Tim Tabala today, and Droopy McCool with me is my tag team partner from Just Too Sweet. He is the host of the A to Z program, the greatest talk show host on the internet today. If you don't know, now you know. Mr. Eric Zant, Darth Day Z, what's going on, brother? Not much, man. I'm happy to be here shooting the Sith. Uh, I'm a Star Wars fan, as as you know, and, uh, you know, I'd like everybody to know that. Uh, and I'm looking forward to this, man, because, like I said, Star Wars is one of my uh, favorites. So, yeah, I'm into it. I love and, this. Uh, and you know what? I'm going to throw you under the bus right away. Do it. I'm going to throw you under the bus right off the bat. I'm going to throw it. everyone under the bus for their first time on the show. Movies. There's nine Skywalker movies, they're called. Yep. Then you got Rogue One, Solo, and the Clone Wars movie. Put them in order. Best of that. Best of worse. If you haven't seen the Clone Wars movie, I understand. And most people have not. But while, while you give me your order, I'm going to share the show out. This will give me a chance. So... So I'm throwing you under the bus. Okay. This, this isn't planned. Okay. No, I'm in. Um, give, me, give me your your one through nine, or or three. You can mix in Rogue One and and uh, Solo if you'd like. Give me your 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 movies in order, best to worst. Best to worst. So we're gonna start out with the best. We're gonna start out with the Empire Strikes Back. We're gonna then we're gonna go. I think to... I think most people our age that would be the winner. Most people our age, I think, would be the winner. And I, I, I'll be honest with you, it's a it's a toss-up between that. And, I mean, it's definitely number one for me. But number two is Revenge of the Sith. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, I love Revenge of the Sith. Love well, Revenge you, of the you, Sith. Usually the youngsters go for the uh, Revenge of the Sith as one of their top movies. But I, I dig it. I dig it. And then I like A New Hope. And then I like... Um, The second, uh, uh, well, it'll be episode, uh, I guess, seven. I like episode seven because episode five is Return of the Jedi. Six would be, uh, yeah, seven. Uh, and you're, you're going to kill me. The <laughs> the name of that one's, uh, help me out here, Tim. Episode seven. Force Awakens. Force Awakens, yes. Force Awakens. Uh, then it would definitely be Return of the Jedi. Then it would be The Phantom Menace. And then it would be... Um, it'd definitely be Rogue One. Then it would be Attack of the Clones. Then it would be... The Last Jedi. And then it would be... Uh, the episode uh, six. Nice. Yep. Nice. All right. I dig it. I dig it. See, most people, like I said, I, I like I like the fact that people have different views because a lot of people our age, like me, my my top three would be the original three. Yeah. Right which, off the bat, like right off the bat. Which I can't disagree with because they are. I mean, if I if it had to come down to it, if if somebody said to me, "Look, you gotta you gotta give me." Your diehard, the, the the greatest three Star Wars movies ever, and I'm tossing you off a bridge, and I'm gonna kill a baby llama if you don't tell me right now. 
I would I would probably say the the, the first three episode uh, four five and six I probably would but since we're playing around here and doing doing this fun thing that was my definite list. Excellent, I love it. I love it. So now, out of all the new TV shows, Eric, you said we got Boba Fett. Obviously, just launched this morning, uh, yesterday. We have uh, the Obi Wan Kenobi show. We have an Ahsoka show. We have uh, Disciples coming. We have a Cassian Andor TV show coming. Uh, of all these shows, which one are you looking forward to the most, or is Boba actually the one you were looking forward to the most? Boba was the one I was looking forward to the most, but I really, really, really am looking because I'm a Jedi guy. I love Jedi. And I really want to see. Um, I agree. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, you know, I, I broke 27 copyright rules the other night. So, I mean, you know, that's just. Which I thought we would do a lot more. I got to be I, honest with you. I thought we would I, have a lot more than that. I did too, Tim. I'm, I'm actually surprised <laughs> and, and a little disheartened because I, I really thought I, we were going to go for 50. But no, um, Boba Fett, I was absolutely looking forward to the most. And. Kenobi, I'm really looking forward to too, but I'm also looking for a, uh, looking forward to Ashoka and the and the uh, uh, what was the last one you said? Endor, Cassian Endor. Yep, I was. I'm looking forward to that. I, I, just to be honest with you, man. This is so something that like for you and I. Excuse me. Um, we we like in our heads as kids and as we grew up, we kind of had all these like. Like visioning all these expanded things and these different th- stories that could go on, and like this is just like a treat for us because this this is making it all come true. This is exactly what we wanted, so I'm just really happy that it's all coming into television. So, oh, I agree. That's you know, I agree one thousand percent. Nothing really heavy in Star Wars news this week. I was going to throw out some news out there, but this is the biggest news story going on right now, which yep. is okay with me. So let's yeah. just jump. I say we jump right into it, man. Let's do it. Because uh, first episode, chapter one, Stranger in a Strange Land. This episode begins the only possible way a Boba Fett television show could begin. And that is, of course, with showing how he escaped the Sarlacc pit. The question that all Star Wars fans have had for 40 freaking years. And also, like, comic books have some of their interpretations. Fans have done their interpretation of how he got out. Even Robot Chicken did the, house, the fact that he how he got out of that Sarlacc pit. So it did. Let's jump into the first episode. Opens up with the with a nice shot of Jabba's palace. If you missed it in the Mandalorian, uh, the the post credit scene was he walks up into Jabba's palace. Bib Fortuna somehow survives. Return of the Jedi becomes a crime lord. Which let me tell you <laughs> something. I didn't think Bib Fortuna had the balls to become no. a crime lord. No, because he's just a big puss. He really is. Boba Fett rolls up in there with Fennec Sham by his side. Says. I'm taking over, shoots the guy in the face. That's the end of that. Boba Fett is, wants to be the new crime lord of Tatooine. And hey, sits in that throne. He looked pretty good in that throne, too. He did. He really did. So this episode opens up. A uh, nice slow shot of Jabba's palace. You see Boba Fett in a back-to-tank. So you can see that he still has to go into that back-to-tank regularly since surviving the Sarlacc pit, which, of course, he begins to dream. You see, he starts dreaming. First shot, Camino. When he was a kid, how he was born, where he grew up. Second shot in is his dad getting his head cut off by Mace oh. Windu in, uh, in Attack of the Clones. And then you get to the famous shot, and I, I thought it was very well done, of him in the Sarlacc pit. Dude. And it was a very claustrophobic, no? Yeah, yeah. Did it, did it freak you out a little bit, or was that just me? No, a little bit. Like, if I woke up to that, like, inside of that Sarlacc pit looking around, especially, like, seeing, you know, 
half half decomposed but alive stormtroopers and like all that shit like that's 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 a little overwhelming and that that freaked me out a little but it was so 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 cool yeah it was done very well it looked like kind of looked like one of those crazy like rides you get stuck in like one of those crazy adventure houses yeah tra- trap you in it but he's all covered in i guess sarlacc acid or the one you want to call it the drool the slime he he pops open his light he sees where he is he starts freaking out a little bit i said it was done very well he's, he's a stormtrooper in there where the yeah. hell does that stormtrooper come from yeah that's, a, well, that's an odd thing because yeah they had nothing to do with the battle of uh the battle with jabba had there were no stormtroopers there no, the weak the weak way guy fell in, and uh, a bunch, I'm bunch not of sure other guys fell in. A bunch of other guys. I think a Gamorrean guard or two fell in. But yeah. like, there was a bunch of different guys that fell. In. I didn't see a storm, so that must have been an older. He must have been older there or, or, new, or newer, maybe newer or newer. Yeah. But anyway, he roll, he rolls over to the stormtrooper, pulls the air hose out, starts sucking on the air to get a little uh, back to reality. He puts that. I love how he drops the light and he starts freaking out. Dude, I got claustrophobic. I'm not gonna lie. It was yeah, like that was a little like freaky. This, a little freaky. So he figures the only way to get out of there is to burn the whole thing. And he literally pops his torch, punches a hole through it, and just sets the whole place on fire. <laughs> fantastic scene. I thought it was fantastic. You cut right away to the outside. You see the Sarlacc pit to the right. Boom. Hand comes up through the sand, just like many people predicted. Many people drew it. Many people had, had visions of this. And he comes crawling out of the sand. What a great freaking scene, man. That was so great. It was so great. And like you just said, it couldn't have been done any better. That's, I mean, if there could have been a perfect way to to recreate that and and put it to, uh, you know, put it to cinema, put it to film, uh, that's the way to do it. And I'm glad that whoever wrote that, I'm glad they, because it seems to me they took into consideration um, the fan art and the fan fiction and the expanded John, universe. John Favreau, John Favreau wrote it. Yeah, so he 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 did a really good job. He's doing he's doing this justice, man. Like. I'm surprised because I was a little skeptical when I found out he was doing Mandalorian and he's doing it all justice, man. I mean, it's almost like he's been wanting to do this his whole life. Like oh, he's yeah. really pouring he he's a, a fan. lot into this. He can tell he's yeah. a fan. Yeah. Him, him, Dave Filoni, all fans. And this episode was directed by Robert Rodriguez, by the way, who does make an appearance in the, in the episode. Um, and he's another one, a huge fan since he was a kid. Mm-hmm. And I, that's why th- these shows I think are going to be very successful. They're not hiring too outside people anymore they're hiring no. fans 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 robert rodriguez uh and who am i a bunch of other ones that are going to come popping in they said dave filoni finally got his shot at yep. directing a live action show i can't you know i'm just so excited about that anyway I am too. When, and here we go my favorite part as i said we were talking about tatooine before how tatooine is supposed to be the be all end all garbage end of the galaxy and yet in the Star Wars world it's pretty much the center of the universe it really is Many major things begin on Tatooine. So here we go. The first first thing you see, the Jawa Sandcrawler rolls up. They don't care if he's alive. They don't care if he's dead. They strip him naked. They take his armor. He wakes up, and they even kick him in the face or knock him out with the stick. Again, (laughs) great joke. Great inside stuff for for fans. You see the Jawas. He passes out, and guess what? It's not over yet because now who's coming? Now you get to see the Sand People, the Tusken Raiders. And and one of my favorite things, Eric, and you may, see if you would agree with me, um, the Tusken Raiders between Mandalorian and this show now, they're being shown not just to be these mindless creatures. No, they're a real they're a real people. They're a real danger. And what people need to understand is maybe you don't maybe a lot of people don't get it. 
the Tuscan Raiders are people who decided to become that. They yeah. are people who, who 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 you know got rid of almost like fanatical Amish in a way. I mean, I don't know how to put it, but they're the ones yeah. who decided to put those wraps on. They're the ones yep. who decided not to speak basic anymore. Mm-hmm. They're the ones who decided to shun technology. They chose to live that way. Yep. They aren't they aren't just a race of people. These are actually some human beings who decided. I want to go live that Tuscan style, and it's a hard ass style. It is. It's almost like a. It's it's it. They're they're monkish, I guess. Um, in a way. In a way. They're di- they're disciplined. Also cultish. Yes. And very cultish. and but like yeah, that that surprised me so much. And um, like they're they're more organized, you know, than people thought they were. They're not like you said. They're not just mindless brutes and savages that roam the desert. They're they're organized. They have a way of life. They have a way of thought. They have a. They have their actions are all deliberate. They know what they're doing and they know how to do it. So yeah, and, and not to get like political, but they're kind of like the Middle Eastern people to where they do what they do to live their lifestyle. And if you interfere with yep. that, they don't care. They'll they'll nope. kill you. They'll take you. They'll torture you. They'll do what they need to do. Yep, and I, 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 I love the fact that we're getting to see that side of it. Now, not only that, you, now we not, I said we'll get to that in this episode. We saw teenagers, we saw kids, yeah, becoming doing trials to become leaders of, of, a, of a Tuscan Raider tribe. And uh, you know, we have a little kid basically who who saved well, Boba Fett saves and uh, he becomes a man, so to speak. Yep. It's so, almost like uh, a rite of passage, yeah, yeah, that's basically what because who else puts a kid in charge of two slaves to go out and find water? Tuscans, because yeah. they're like, if you can, if you come back alive, you'll you'll be like a man. That's basically yeah. what. It, but even even before we get to that, the Tuscans show up. They kidnap Boba. They take him. They tie him up. He uh he looks to his left, and there's a good old friend, a Rodian, as we know, you know, Greedo from the uh, episode four was a was a Rodian, and he these things, Rodian. and they, and they're a rat group of people. Oh, they're they're fucking awful. <laughs> they're awful people. And he was an orange one. He was an orange one, or red yeah. reddish orange. Yeah. Yeah, he was pretty. There's all different colors. That was a yeah. multi unit. You know how the multi universe is going to work. Yeah, even in Star Wars now, you can't just have a green guy. It's no, got to be orange and blue and <laughs> yeah, and purple and yeah. <laughs> you, can't, you can't have one color Rodian anymore. Light pink, yeah. It's not the '70s anymore. Can't get away with not that. So- <laughs> can't get away with that shit anymore. <laughs> so um, yeah, so now we find Boba Fett all. Oh, Alex, what's up, brother? Alex here is. My tattoo artist and a very good friend of mine. He's hey, Alex. He's responsible for ninety nine percent of my artwork on my body. Alex, thank you so much for joining us. You have to That's be on awesome. the show eventually, and you are correct. The flashback scenes are fantastic. Oh, and that's awesome. what we're getting into. Yeah. Um, so anyway, yeah. So he's about to escape. I, I love the little sand people dog. I've come they're called. Off the top yeah, of my head. I had. I had the action figure of them. Um, actually, a Tuscan came with one of those, I think. And the, um, the late, yeah, in the later ones, he came with it. Yeah. Yep, and like the I, th- I want to call it the Power of the Jedi, a line, I think, or it might have even been Attack of the Clones. That that line of toys, but I remember I had one of them. Yeah, so that was a bad and so the, he, what if I guess one of the little dog? I'll call him a dog. Comes over, he escapes. The Rodian rats him out, of course. He gets recaptured, mm-hmm. gets tied up. Boom. We cut now to the title. And now we cut to Boba Fett waking up in the back of the chamber of Fennec Shen, who is uh, the assassin from the Mandalorian, who who uh, 
our Mandalorian good friend Din Jarek in the, in the in, in that season took her out. But with it yep. saved her, gave her a nice little metal body, little nice metal waist, saved her life, and now she is Boba Fett's right hand woman, and she is a badass. Yep. She is a badass. When she, uh, well, you're going to get into it. Uh, she had a pretty epic scene in this first uh, in this first episode. Yep. So we, we cut to the current time, and Boba Fett is get you guys. I love the fact that we got dressed Vader style. The droids yeah. dressed, dressed him, put the armor on him put the helmet on and there he is sitting and each guy that has to come in and pay tribute. Tell me about that scene. Well, well how'd you like that scene when all the guys coming to pay tribute? That was cool. Um, I, I, I dug that and I kind of thought that that one, uh, dignitary dude, the, the guy that came on behalf of the, uh, the mayor, the, the governor, the mayor, the mayor yeah. of, Te- of Mos Espa. Is that what yep. it was? Yep. The mayor of yep. Mos Espa. Yeah. And, uh, I, I, he started being a dick and I'm like, Oh man, this isn't gonna, this isn't gonna go over well. So I figured they would venture into Moss Espa, and I figured they would land into a little trouble because he's, again, he doesn't act like a typical crime lord. Uh, he does in the fact in the fact that he's like a badass, but he's like he's like a different crime lord, and he's not. You know, they're not. Uh, I'm, I mean, I'm, you're going to get into it. They don't they, they don't like carry him around and do everything for you. Know what I mean? Like he mm-hmm. walked on his own behalf. So that well, was I really like the cool. fact that the, and the first two guys I paid tribute. Uh, one was an aqualish. That's the name of their their species. And I actually have his name right here. They gave him a name, and I can't even pronounce it. Garfalox, Garflaquox, Garfalox. He's played by someone who was Dinjarin's uh, stunt double in The Mandalorian. So he's been around. Oh wow! He paid tribute with a nice bunch of money. Okay, that's respectable. You understand? The next guy who comes in is a Trandoshan, who, as we know from Empire Strikes Back, that's Bosk, the big uh, reptilian-looking yep. guy. They are yep. a means. They are known as Wookie hunters. So, what does oh, he wow. bring Boba Fett as tribute? Wookie fur. <laughs> Who the hell did he kill? What Wookie did he kill to bring that fur in as tribute? I thought yeah. that was a great scene. I said, especially if you know the the, the, the species and Wookies and the Trandoshans do not like each other no. at all. They're like uh, polar opposite. Like I said, and they're known for killing Wookies and taking their pelts. So the fact that he got a Wookie Wookie pelt was like whoa. That is yeah. one cool goddamn scene. That is. And I really like that a lot. I thought that was really, really cool. Um, also, one thing we forgot to mention, Boba Fett's got himself some bodyguards. Two yeah. Gamorreans. Yep. Which, again, from Return of the Jedi, you remember, they were the Gamorrean guards. Luke choked two of them out. One fell into the uh, Rancor pit. Um, and we got to see them in the Mandalorian also as fighters. And they're pretty badass in this one, too. He got eaten by the Rancor, right? Like, yeah, one of the Gamorreans got eaten by the Rancor. So, I mean, but it's good yeah. to see them actually be a little thinner because they were real fat in Return of the Jedi. Yeah, they were almost like Venice Beach Gamorreans. Like, they had, <laughs> they were almost shirtless and, like, you know, they kind of looked like, you know, California ish. So, guys, California Gamorreans. I like that. Yeah. They're a little, they're a little more buff, a <laughs> little more buff in this universe. A little more great. buff, a little more clean. Yeah. No, I like it. I dug it. Uh, we move on to. Again, Fennec Chan says, you should let them carry you. He says, you ain't carrying me. No one's mm-hmm. carrying me. I'm going to walk. Lovely. They walk into my house. They walk into this, what can only be considered as a bar, a club, a lounge. Yeah. Yep. Someplace very beautiful. Not not what you expect to see on Tatooine. That's for goddamn sure. No. And then they walk in, and there's the first major old cameo. And I had it confirmed that it was him, our old friend, the Blue Elephant, from Return of the Jedi, Max Rebo, playing the piano. It was Max Rebo? And it's actually Max Rebo. Somehow he escaped the sail barge and continued his musical career. 
and there he was playing his his piano, and I was very excited. I get very excited over stupid things, Eric, and that was no, one of the things I was very excited about. I did too. I told Lauren, I said, "He's there's the there's the guy from the band from the Return of the Jedi," and she even mentioned that the one uh, the one guy looked like one of the Cantina. Yeah, uh, he was. Yeah, he was a Beth from the Cantina. Yeah, from the original. They, they the Beth. Team, yeah, they teamed up together to be a, a cool ass band. Yeah. So Max Rebo, very excited to see Max Rebo. I was, I went right online. I was like, dude, I gotta get a Max Rebo T-shirt. I gotta find me a Max Rebo shirt. I, I had the, I had the figure. I did too. Yep. I did too. But you know, he basically just called the Blue Elephant back in the day. Yeah. If you size, didn't know his name, Size Noodles, whatever. Yeah. Size Noodles, Droopy McCool, and and Max Rebo with a Max with a, Rebo, the Max Rebo band. Yep. So it's good to see him back. I'm very excited. Uh, that's Definitely. probably, and I hope that's just the first of many, many cameos we're gonna see because <laughs> I hope it doesn't peak. I hope it don't peak at Droopy at uh at Max Rebo because that'd be very upsetting. Me too. <laughs> um, <laughs> but we do get to see one of our first guest stars, Jennifer Beals, known as from the L word, known from Flashdance, known from many stuff back in the day, is the major domo that's we like. She is yep. the one who comes in on behalf of the mayor and and you know. He Boba Fett tells her, I'm in charge now. Basically, I'm not here to rule by fear, I'm here to rule by respect. I'm here to be, you know, just respected. Yeah, and they, and they, they take their helmets and they fill them up with a nice big chunk of change. Ooh, there's a lot. And they're using Republic credits, by the way. Which are there Republic if, credits? If you remember Watto back in the days, we don't take Republic credits out of here. Well, apparently, they do now. Now they do, yeah. I was gonna say because they did look like Republic credits. Yeah, after the fall of the Empire, I guess they're like, oh, we got to use Republic credits, so that's what they're using. Um, uh, anything you want to say right now up to this point? Anything? Anything catches your eye? Anything you thought was pretty cool? Um, I thought the whole bar layout was cool. Like I said, Size Noodle or or Max Rebo was great. I don't want to keep calling Size Noodles. Um, <laughs> yeah, that was great, and I liked like the Beth guy. I always liked the Beth. The, the band, like the, you know, the, the swinging, the jazz guys, you know, they're, they're awesome. so cool. Yeah, that was, that was like, I got excited for that. Like I said, Lauren even said like, oh, it's a Cantina guy from the Cantina band. And so she even noticed, you know, she's a Star Trek, you know, well, she likes Star Wars too, but. I, mean, I have no, no hatred towards Star Trek. I'm not, I, I don't, I'm not, I don't anymore that. either. I've 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 learned to mediate between the two, and I accept both universes, even though they're, they're two completely different things. They are, they are. Even though Lord Vader would destroy anyone in Star Trek, <laughs> except Q. I okay, except Q. Q. Uh, yeah, Q was Q was Q was responsible for most of their torture on that show. So, yeah, I'll agree with that. Yeah. Um, all right, so Boba Fett and Fennec Shen, they decide to leave with their big bag, full of, with their big helmets full of money. They're two Gamorrean guards. And he he tells them what the line was from the trailer, Jabba read with fear. I plan to lead with respect. And and as far as people who used to, you know, who are familiar with the expanded universe and what Boba Fett was compared to what he is now, this is all new to us because he was never interested in being a crime lord, not really interested in money. He kind of liked bounty hunting for the for the chase. For the yeah. kill, for the respect, and now we got a whole different side of Boba Fett, where he's like, "Nope, crime lord. I'm gonna, be, I'm gonna rule. I'm gonna rule nicely, but I'm gonna rule harshly." Yeah. So they get attacked by some crazy looking Disney Aladdin dudes, and and again, it's more like, um, not really futuristic. I mean, the shields were futuristic. Yeah, they, but, they, but they, they really were, wasn't they were... like a. 
you know, it wasn't really like like a, a laser shootout or a, or a lightsaber battle. It was like an old school kind of, you know, they were going to trap them in those shields and beat them down, I guess. Yeah, like Spartans versus gladiators almost. Like it was, you know, yeah, with, a spa- cool. with, a, with a space western twist. So anyway, they, they you know, both of they of course they managed to get out of it. You got the guard, you got the Gamorians there, you got them there. Two of them escape, and I love how Fennec turns to Boba Fett. He says, "I want one of them alive. Yeah. One of them has to be alive." She takes off. We get a crazy ass parkour scene going through for going through Mos Eisley. Pretty cool scene. I dug it. And then we finally saw Fennec Shen do what she does best: whacked one of the guys, captured one of the other. Great scene, great action. I don't, people, I don't see why people had a problem with this episode. I really don't. I don't know what people I, want. Anymore. I don't either. I, don't, I, don't, I, I thought it was. It. No, no, dude. It was It was such a fantastic first episode. Um. Yeah, well, then we said we cut right to uh, them. Now we're back in the past again. Uh, he's back stuck with these Tuscan Raiders, Boba Fett. Uh, and again, like we talked about before, <laughs> this little Tuscan jungling on, on what has to be like uh, him learning how to be a man has to take Boba Fett and the roadie out into the desert and mm-hmm. dig for water. They come across a homestead. Kind of looks like Luke's. I'm not, I don't think it is. I don't think it was the large homestead. It don't look just like it. And it we did see, look just like it. And we see the pirates that were mentioned in Mandalorian Season 2 taking all the water, taking all the money, beating up the residents of that house, whoever it was. might have been large homestead. It might not have been. That hasn't been confirmed yet. Um, so we see those pirates again. They're going to be, I think they're going to be a heavy duty part of this episode. I think Boba Fett's going to get them because you know they're going oh, to yeah. be, they're going to be in his way. Yeah. They're somehow they're going to, they're going to cross paths. Somehow oh, they're yeah. going to cross paths. So that's going to be great. So anyway, the, the, the youngling has them digging for water and the Rodian stumbles upon what I can almost call a Jason and the Argonauts type praying mantis thing. Yeah, it was like a miniature version of the Kraken from the original Clash of the Titans, kind yes, of. Yes, that's what I thought, too. Part yeah. Kraken Mantis, part Kraken, part Goro from Mortal Kombat with the freaking arms and everything. Goro from Mortal Kombat, yes. <laughs> so, Eric, tell me about that scene. How'd you like that? What, 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 how, how cool was that? Well, first, I was I was shocked because when the Tuscan was, was motioning for them to dig, and I, I'm thinking to myself, well, what are they digging for? And then, like, because, damn, I'll be honest, I was unaware of this, that you could find those little melon things filled with yeah. water. I, I didn't know that. I didn't know so either, because because what those farm, Luke's farm is a moisture farm. What do they, yeah. what do they farm? They farm water. Water, yeah. That's what they do. Because you're, you're on a desert planet. They Those evaporators take as much moisture as they can from the sky, and it creates water. That's all yep. they do. They don't create. They don't grow food or nothing. They grow water. But yeah, apparently these little pellets contain water somehow. That's crazy. But you know, it's almost a nice tie-in because um, the the misnomer that Han Solo gives Luke when they're uh, taken off, he's like, "This ain't like Dustin Crops, boy." I wonder if there's stuff that they grow to get more water. I'm sure there is. I'm sure there is. Yeah. It's got to be, yeah, because the moisture—that's what all those things. Moisture evaporators just get water out of the sky. Yep. It sucks every bit of moisture to, just to create water. That's Uncle yep. Uncle 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 Owen's uh, business. Water—he yep. create makes water, brings it into town, sells it for money. Yep. All people pick he's it up. A, he's a well, he's like the he's the Tatooine uh, moonshine guy. Yeah, basically, and I said it just comes down to water, which is hysterical when you think about it. But uh, yeah, how it really does. This, how how cool was this praying mantis? Look, I haven't got a name for this creature yet. 
Oh, you can't I, find one. I thought, name it it. I thought he was badass. I thought he was badass. I did too. I was scared for those guys because I really thought he was gonna. I thought at least the Tuscan and the Rodian were were done, but the poor kid, right? The poor kid, but he <laughs> he uh, he he got saved by 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 Boba Fett. So and Boba Fett know. reminiscence of choking out a job of the hut. He choked out this thing, killed it, and and uh, our youngling took his head home back yep. to the tribe. And, and again, and my favorite scene is is this kid carrying that head, screaming, and all the and all the Tuscans are all happy to see him and all proud of him, and you know probably tell him you're a man now. But then that one Tuscan in he the knew. dark robe and the dark robe he, knew he that knew. It, was, it was Boba Fett who really did it, and just goes he like knew. this with the water, just slowly yeah. gives it to him, and Boba Fett slowly takes it, gives it. drinks oh, it. it. So good, such a great fucking scene, such, such a great oh. way to to end on that episode, and it real was. quick. Um, I don't know. I don't know how well you, how well versed you are into the expanded universe, Eric and Alex. I think you're watching. If you're still watching, you might know. There's speculation already that that Tuscan in the dark is Alsharad Het. That is a Jedi Tuscan Raider, really, or a Sith, Sith Tuscan Raider, or both. Right, because there was in the expanded. Maybe even in in the in the regular canon was there was a Tuscan Jedi, right? He was Darth Crate. He becomes he he's a Jedi at first, and he becomes Darth Crate, who was okay. a Tus- who was a Tuscan Raider. He lived a okay. Tuscan life. Uh, he did he had the bandages. He did all that shit, and then uh, no shit. And then he becomes a Jedi, and then then a Sith. Then he becomes Darth Crate. Right. Now no the shit. first the first rumor is is because that one with the dark robes is him. I cannot confirm this. I cannot deny this. Knowing knowing how Filoni and Favreau have been going so far, mm-hmm. I wouldn't doubt it. I wouldn't either because, you know, as much as we're anticipating these little cameos and these little, like, these little one-shot characters or reintroductions, like, they're, they're doing it so well because it's like what we're anticipating, but we don't know who and don't know what. So when they throw something at us, Say like like Max Rebo, or like for the expanded universe people, like you and Alex and and others, the the Tuscan who could be the the Force using Tuscan. So it's really cool how they do that, and they really know what they're talking about. Like I said that's because again, fans, Dave Filoni, fan, huge fan, huge, huge nerd. Fan. So he knows what he's doing, and he knows you know, and and they don't. You know what what made the Mandalorian great is they don't do it just to do it. There's going to be a reason behind it. There's a reason why these characters pop up. If that is ends up becoming Darth Crate sometime down the line, that's outstanding. That that and that's a huge feud. That's a huge feud that that can uh, I love a it. clash. Yeah, that's going to be so great. Now, I know I know we're we're. I want to ask us a quick question here. I know we're just only into it, you know, this far. But do you see Mando? crossing over a little bit doing a cameo or doing an episode here and there with Boba Fett I or, or do we leave Mando to Mando I, w- I mean I wouldn't be shocked if that was the case mm-hmm. um I, I I could see him hiring Mando yeah Mando, Mando's free now don't forget he Jaren is free of of Grogu he, he's free of that whole thing Yep. Is he a little more soft? Maybe, but I don't think he's. I think he can go back to his job and be good at it and bounty hunting and, and killing and whatever he had to do. 
Yeah. He got a, he, Grogu made him a little soft, but he I did. think if, if Boba Fett's going to call him for something, it's going to be a paying job, business only type thing. I could see it. I Boba Fett too. can't leave Tatooine. He has to. He has to stay on the ground and establish it and take over. You know, get rid of the troublemakers, take over everything a job is, yeah. to become that crime lord. Yeah. So if he needs outside help, absolutely, I could see him get, getting the Mandalorian involved. Getting Jarek involved. Yeah, and Mando's a smash and grab guy. You know what I mean? He's he's you know, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna, I'm gonna fuck him up, I'm gonna bring him back, and business is business. You know what I mean? It's like um he did get a little soft with Grogu, which you know, uh when we get talking to them about the Mandalorian again, you know, there's so many things that now real quick, Tim, is is the man is Mando coming back? We get when are we getting a season three of this? It is coming back, it is coming back next year. Next year, okay. Yes, it will be back. Not 2021, 2022. 2022, it will be okay. back. Yeah, good. Um, and again, I like you said, wait. there's, there's going to be no Grogu. So I, I, I'm, I'm thinking he's going to get involved in the Mandalorian War. Okay, that's what I'm guessing. I might is be that wrong. Where all those is you think that's where all those other Mandalorians went when they? Uh, I think they're that. all going to get once the once the the, the black saber reappears and. And uh, what's her name? Oh, I forget her name already. I did too. I was trying to think uh, of her name Katie, earlier. Katie Sackhoff's character. Uh, yeah. She, um, yeah. Once once she once she starts the war on Mandalorian, I think he's going to go back and help them yeah, take control of Mandalore. Which again, if they do that correctly, imagine how awesome it was in season one of Mandalorian when we saw like five or six of them fighting. Imagine a whole oh. planet full of Mandalorian going at each other. Dude, I wouldn't know what to what to do. I mean. Especially fighting each other like that—that's going to be a different ball game here. Yeah, I can't wait for that. That's going to be so that's, that's where I'm thinking that's going to go. I don't think we're going to get any Grogu. I don't think we're going to get any uh, none of that stuff. I think they're going to go right for the war for the Mandalorian War. You think so Grogu's that, gone for now? I, I think for now, I, if we're going to see Grogu, I think he might pop up in Ahsoka. Okay, that's the only place that makes sense to me. It does because with Luke taking him, you know. Now Luke taking him, uh, we didn't. They didn't touch upon that in any of the Star Wars movies. But again, do these differ from the movies, or are they tied? No, together? It's, it, it's all tied together. It's all. It's, it's all, all tied together. Let me use the word that I don't like to use: canon. Canon. But yeah, we don't know. We don't know what Grogu was when Kylo Ren slaughtered the whole temple. Okay. Grogu might be gone already. He probably gone already at that time. Because you know, don't forget, Luke didn't start that school until much later in life, right? So this is when he was still young, Return of the Jedi young. So what happens to Grogu? We're all gonna have to sit back and wait. So Grogu could potentially be like while the movies are going on, he could potentially be a young Jedi. Like, yeah, actually, he could, he could yeah. be out there somewhere. Never showed up yeah. for the for the Disney trilogy. Maybe he just didn't mind his own business. Who knows? Hmm. I'm curious to see if he talks like Yoda. Me too. I think it'd be funny if he talks normal. I think it would be too. It'd be or or if he talked like with like a German accent or something. You know, I don't know. Like, <laughs> like Yoda was just a weirdo who talked backwards, and he just uh, talks normal. Yeah. I think that'd be pretty fucking funny. But it would be. Again, this is all wide open. There's only seven episodes of Boba Fett, which is kind of depressing. But that's going to lead into, like I said, the other shows. Um, if you think a guess, Eric, what do you think Boba Fett's? Who who would you like to see? You got to think about them. I'm thinking about like 
bounty hunters, like the real scum of the universe is only going to pop up on this show. I don't, I think it's going to be a crime show. It's going to be your, your gangster show, your, your, you know, that kind of thing. So we're yeah. going to see a lot of villains, I think, popping up. Who would you, anybody in particular you'd like to see pop up in Boba Fett season one? I want to see the five or four, how many were there? There's Dengar, IG-88, uh, Boss, Bosk, um, uh, Zuckus, who's the guy, Zuckus, and Forlom. Forlom. All those guys I want to see show back up again. I want to see them show up and have some kind of run-in with Boba Fett. I want to see the, the original bounty hunters, the OGs. Well, if you stick by canon, IG-88's dead. Right. He's gone. But the rest of them could possibly show up. Right. That'd be pretty I cool. Thought, I just thought it was so cool how they were always one of my favorite parts of um, The Empire Strikes Back. Oh, and not course. only that, because they all they made action figures of all of them. That was so great. I had them all. So great. I did too. I, I love too. I, I love Bosk's hand because it was just a flat. Uh, you just smack people with it because it was a flat yep. claw. You could, yep. you, you really slap people with that thing. I love yeah. that. So, yeah. I, well, yeah. I mean, that, that's really it for the first episode. As I said, it was a short episode. That's what everyone's been bitching about for the first week. Why does Star Wars fans have to bitch about everything? Stop bitching, man. We yeah. we saw it. A forty-year-old question answered in the first two minutes. How do you get out of the pit? First two, yes. Be happy. We saw that. Just that, be happy about it. Stop bitching about everything. Tim, honestly, we could not watch another thing of that again and have that answered and be happy. Because, yeah, I'd be like, happy with that. Tim, forty years we've been like I said, we've been waiting for this. You know, and it was a quick, but it was it was it was worth it. It was you know so you worth it. it. I mean, if, if if the whole episode was him inside the stomach. I'd be like, all right, dude, this kind of sucks. I don't want to see this. I want him out. Yeah. Get out and get out and do start doing shit. But it didn't. He was like, dude, I'm in there. I this sucks. I'm getting out. He gets robbed by the Jawas. He gets taken prisoner by the sand people. What else do you want in the first episode? I loved it. I thought it was yeah. Great. And it's just gonna. I just I I I don't see how it's not gonna get better from here. I really don't. As far as I'm concerned, I see. I think we're gonna see a lot of. Um, if you remember from the Clone Wars, we might see some Cad Bane show up in this this show. He's, oh, a, he's, he's a he's a nasty asshole and a bounty hunter. We he gonna is. See, probably going to see some huts. They're not going to be happy that first platoon and now Boba's taking over job and stuff. I wondered if we were going to see the huts come back. I think so. They're they're they're, they're a gangster species. We're, we're, there's yep. no way Boba Fett's going to get through taking over Jabba's business without having to run in with the huts. What was it? Gardula the hut was another one. Gardula was the one who sold Anakin, yeah, and his mother too, yep. Jabba, yeah. Yep. Uh, Zero was one. There's a bunch of them. There's a bunch of them that could pop their way in. So, super excited about the show. Super Me excited too. about all the other shows. Super excited about this show. I'm glad whoever watched watched. Eric, I'm thank you for coming on for the show. We oh, will course. be coming back every single week for the Mandalorian for the next seven weeks. What day we're going to be on? I have no. I think we're going to stick to Thursdays for this show. Yeah, Thursdays is cool. Because uh, the football show will be ending soon, and I think we're going to stick to Thursdays. And hopefully, we're going to have a lot of special guests. I want I want my boy Alex to come on. I want other people to come on. Check it out. But Eric, of course, you are always welcome on this show. Hey man, I'll speak, always I'll speak. pop in as much as I can. You know. And speaking of shows, popculturepros.com has a lot of shows, a lot we of do. good stuff. There we have the Just Too Sweet show. That's us two, the tag team, the greatest tag team ever. Host of the wrestling time. show, which will, which hopefully we're going to come back next year. We've taken a kind of a hiatus on that show, 
But we'll, yep. we'll be back next year. That's only a week away. Ha-ha, dad joke. <laughs> uh, we'll be back with that show, Full Thing. Uh, the Put It in the Book show is all about the Mets. You like the Mets? That's the show for you. Empire wants to swans about the Yankees. They are taking off the rest of the year until uh, maybe free agency kicks back up, hopefully. And plus, baseball's on a lockout anyway. There's not much yeah. you can talk about. Uh, nope. We have Granny's PC, comic book movie. Do you like comic book movies? That's the show for you. That's usually on Wednesday nights. They're about to start their Batman review, starting with Batman 66. That's next Ooh. Wednesday. I will be on that show because I love Batman 66. Oh, I might have to make a cameo on one. See, I haven't been, I haven't been on Granny's yet. Uh, you got to get on Granny's. Ed, you got to get on. I got, I've got to. I got to get with Ed and uh, and and uh, stop in some one of these days. Um, we also have uh, We Stomped You Out about the New York Giants, which is a very depressing show. A very depressing show to watch. Uh, yeah. I'm not going to lie. Unsportsmanlike Conduct is our football show. That's a bad year for the Giants. What are you going to do? It's a depressing show. Uh, Sportsmanlike Conduct is our all-around football show. We talk everything football. We make picks. We have a good time there in that. Uh, Jeter and Kyle also show. on hiatus. Hopefully that will come back soon. We don't know where Kyle is. Uh, the Four Quarters Show, we don't know where Dave is. We have two missing members of the crew people. We haven't seen Dave. We haven't seen Kyle. And, of course, tomorrow night, your New Year's Eve special is the A to Z program. I will be there. Eric, tell them what you're going to see tomorrow night on the show. Well, tomorrow night, uh, Tim, we're going to we're gonna do a it's, – it's almost like a, a thank you show, a year-end review show, uh, year's last show. Um, it, it's called – it's the New Year A Z show. And myself, who, uh, if I'm the Johnny Carson of of late night, Tim is the Ed McMahon, and Tim will be hey. there with me. And we are going to be talking about, uh, we're going to be freestyling. We're going to be talking about what happened this year. We're going to be talking about what's going to happen next year. We're going to be BSing, and we're just going to have a good time. And we might have, a, and Tim, as you know, we you never know who's going to pop in and say hello. Could be Bunker, could be Conan O'Brien, could be Lauren. Uh, could be a Sasquatch. Uh, it could be, it, it, you know, it could be Harrison Ford. It, we we don't know. But it, tomorrow it, night's going to be. If a Sasquatch shows up on the show, I will down a bottle of whiskey. Right on the show. Right on the show. Right on the show. Well, right on the show. You you just you know you know where I live. You grew up here, so it's like you don't know what's <laughs> what's happening up in those woods. That's true. But uh, That's true. yeah, we're gonna have we're gonna have a great show. Uh, I hope everybody tunes in. Uh, we're going to, our theme is going to be twilight zone ish because I'm not only just a big twilight zone fan, but as everybody knows, um, a highlight of the new year's, uh, Eve and new year's day is the twilight zone marathon. So in honor of that, and in honor of my, uh, my fandom and my love for all things, Rod Serling and twilight zone, we are going to have a twilight zone themed year end A to Z program just for you. Uh, tune in. You're going to love it. Like I said, I'm going to be there and Tim's going to be there and we're, we're just going to have a great time. We're going to knock your socks off. Awesome. And coming up on this show too, I, I have not forgotten. I promised it on episode one, me, myself, uh, Ed and Jason from Granny's PhD are going to watch the star Wars holiday special from 1979. That horrible show. Yeah. With being under the influence of an edible or two. So you're going to get to watch us watch that high. That's going to be so great. I, 
and I am not a good high person. So either I'm going to fall asleep live on the air or I'm going to piss myself laughing. Tune in to see either one because either one of them will be worth watching, I guess. That's yeah. coming up. We're going to do a bunch of things on this show. We're going to have, I want to have tattoo artists. I want to have cosplayers. I want to have collectors. If you want to come on the show, you'd be my guest. Thank you very much for joining us. Eric, I will see you tomorrow night on A to Z. Tomorrow night. Ladies and gentlemen, night. thank you for joining us. Great Peace show. Out. Thanks for having me, Tim. Yeah, brother. Anytime. Boba Fett, baby.